Amen. 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 God is good. And all the time. That's an understatement. Instead, God is great. And all the time. Amen. Are you above ground today, resurrection? <laughs> it is so easy at times to not see all that's before us. And sometimes it's easy to say, how's it going? And to answer, I'm just busy. Busy, 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 busy. Well, think of the other alternative <laughs> to being busy. To be alive, to be engaged, to be present to all that God offers. We have so much to be grateful for today as part of the household of God in this place. And one of the things we are grateful for is an amazing music ministry. And uh, we love gospel ensemble. And um, today at 4 o'clock, heaven sound handbells. Uh, <laughs> And, and this is not going to be a quiet, tame little handbell concert. This will be handbells like you've never seen or heard, and you really haven't lived until you've seen handbells do Mission Impossible and Wipeout, which we'll see today. <laughs> so it's going to be amazing. And if this is your first time here, this is just two of the music groups. We also have Resurrection Singers and the Sanctuary Choir. And forever blessed and so you need to come about three times to see all the different groups that we have and it's exciting to see God present in spirit and in word and in song one of the things that we seek to do here at resurrection is to offer multiple windows into God multiple windows into the fullness of our faith and when thinking about this I thought back to when I was going to school in California. I went to grade school, junior high, and part of high school in California. And one thing that was true of the schools I went to was that after every class, when you left the room, you would walk out into the open space. Every door opened into God's creation. And the walls at the schools I went to for grade school, junior high, and high school were banks of windows. So the entire time that we were learning and engaged in class, we could look out through these windows and see the beauty of what God was offering. And to me, it helped with the learning process to be able to go out and to breathe some fresh air between classes. I thought that was what schools were like everywhere until my second year in high school when we moved to the Kansas City area. And I went to a high school with over 2,000 students and hardly any of the classrooms had windows. You'd walk in at the beginning of the day, say goodbye <laughs> to nature, and spend the day behind your desk with walls. Very, very few windows. I noticed early on that it was difficult to not have this claustrophobic sort of feeling. And I found it difficult to learn. It's like those walls were, were closing me in. They did it, I guess, to save energy during the winter when the snows would get so deep. It was, I guess, more fuel efficient to not have windows where the heat could escape. But it was a claustrophobic feeling. And it was a sense of being cramped. It was a sense that something was missing, and it took a while to adapt. 
because I had moved from windows to walls. Looking at today's scripture, we see the opposite thing happening. In our scripture today, we see this movement from walls into windows. We see a movement into the fullness of who God is. If you look at your scripture from Ephesians today, you'll see that there are a number of phrases that wall us in. You see this contrast. You see the idea of wall words. Wall words like stranger, barrier, hostility. The word alien is even used. And yet you also see in this scripture window words. Window words like Christ. You see the word peace used four times. And you see as you move through this flow, a movement to windows. If you look at the scripture, you'll see several potential movements. I want to look at two of them. First of all, in verse 14, you see this movement from the wall of hostility to the window of reconciliation. Verse 14 says, For Christ is our peace and broke down the barrier of hostility that kept us apart. We live in a world with so many walls. We see walls between nations. We see walls that protect neighborhoods. We see walls that hold people back from relationship and the fullness of each other. Some of these are actually physical walls. But there's also the sort of walls that we create in relationship to each other. Republican and Democrat. Texan and Oklahoman. (laughs) Aggies and University of Texas. (laughs) All these walls that we create. Walls that we even experience sometimes in worship. Those of us who may consider ourselves charismatic and in the spirit and others who come from a place of more quiet reflection, the walls of understanding. If you look around this place today, it may appear that we have a shortage of windows here. We, we see we have the colored glass and Those of us up here on the chancel can look and see a a beautiful stained glass that's shining through the cross that's illuminating, but maybe if you've only looked this way, you've not seen that window. What this means to me is that we are called to be the windows. We are called to offer a clear view of heaven. In the prayer that Jesus taught, there is a line that says, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What that means is for us to bring heaven on earth. For us to do the hard work of peacemaking, heaven making, love making. To be the people that God's called us to be. Some of us may be the only window someone sees of the fullness of God's love. So part of the challenge of this scripture is to move to this place. From being walls windows. Some of us have attempted to be a window. We've opened ourselves. We've become vulnerable. We've sought to be clear. And at times our openness has been rejected and so the tendency is to come back and become a wall again. To live our lives saying, you know, I'm just not going to let you in. The last time I let somebody in, I got hurt. 
And yet the call of Scripture today is to continue to do the hard work of becoming open, to be a barrier-free, freedom-full community, to be a window into who God is. It's amazing how sometimes God will work as people open themselves. There may be places where it seems that reconciliation and peace is impossible. That was true in South Africa. Nelson Mandela spent years behind the barriers and the prison walls. There were many people of faith, however, who continued to believe that God was greater than apartheid. And one of those was Archbishop Desmond Tutu. He knew that as communities of faith worked for reconciliation, as people did the hard work of becoming windows into God's work, that eventually things would change. Archbishop Desmond Tutu and Nelson Mandela and others were able to look back, and though the job is still to this day not complete, great progress has been made. And this is part of Archbishop Desmond Tutu's reflection on what it means to go from being a barrier, a wall, to a window. God saw our brokenness and sought to extricate us from it, but only with our cooperation. God will not cajole or bully us, but wants to woo us for our own sakes. We might say the Bible is the story of God's attempt to effect atonement, to bring us back to our intended condition of relatedness. God was in Christ reconciling the world to God. God sent Jesus who would fling out his arms on the cross as if to embrace us. God wants to draw us back into an intimate relationship and so bring unity to all that has become disunited. This was God's intention from the beginning. And each of us is called to be an ally of God in this work of justice and reconciliation. Hmm. This is not about shoulds and oughts. This is about living and being. This is the call of peacemaking. And I find it interesting how Archbishop Desmond Tutu reimages, in a sense, the crucifixion of Christ. He invites us to look at this posture of openness, to look at the image of Jesus as one whose arms were extended in love, an embrace to the entire world, an embrace that was greater than death, an embrace that was greater than suffering, an embrace that was greater than hatred. Jesus opened himself to all people for all time. In a, grady, in a great work of beautiful love and peace. Our call is to be a part of this work of reconciliation, to move from the wall to the reconciliation, the window. It's a call for the entire community, but it happens through individuals. This week in the Mobilizer, I talked about how some people struggle so much for a place to fit in, a place to belong, how that's a great hunger that so many people have, and it's a great hunger in our community. One thing we're working to do is to create a place where people can come and find where they fit and where they belong. But I got an email back, and I thought it was interesting, because the email said, no one will fit in 
until they become fit within themselves. Till a person finds a place of personal integrity and wholeness. Now, sometimes I think it happens at the same time. We, we find this sense of fitness happening in community. But if you look at our scripture again, you'll see that not only do we see a wall that moves from hostility to reconciliation, we also see a wall that moves from isolation to community. And that community is a sharing of the divine presence. If you look at verse 22, you'll see how this scripture moves to the place where it states, in Christ you also are built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. It means that in community we discover the inner work that leads us to that place of connection, of fitting in. Windows that give us insight into God, but also insight into each other and insight into ourselves where we find the freedom to be who we really are and to live with that sense of dignity. Even in our own community, we have those who continue to face discrimination on a variety of levels. It's amazing how sometimes those who have been discriminated against join together and then find somebody else to discriminate against. It's like, okay, we've made it. This is feeling pretty good. Now, we need someone to be beneath us, and so oftentimes... Others are designated to fit into that category. And I think one reality and truth that we seek to work together with in the GLBTQIA community is that for many, the experience of transgendered persons is a story yet to be opened and explored. Yet, one of our great calls is to create a place where those who perhaps have, str- that have struggled with fitting in can fit in and be welcomed. And yesterday, with the Human Rights Campaign, we worked together to offer a presentation on gender, gender identity in faith communities. And it was amazing to see some windows open yesterday as people came together and shared stories and shared experiences. What we saw yesterday as people from the transgender community and the GLBTQIA community came together is this sense of windows into each other and what God can do as we work together. One of our greatest challenges is to move beyond judgment to a non-judgmental presence. There's stuff that blocks our view and we need to clean the window every once in a while so we can once again open ourselves to what God wants to show us through each other. And judgment is one of those blocks. Henry Nouwen talks about what it means to move from judgment to a place of being a non-judgmental presence. To the degree that we accept that through Christ we ourselves have been reconciled with God, we can be messengers of reconciliation for others. Essential to the work of reconciliation is a non-judgmental presence. We are not sent into the world to judge, to condemn, to evaluate, to classify, or to label. When we walk around as if we have made up our minds about people and tell them what is wrong with them and how they should change, we only create more division. Jesus said it clearly. Be compassionate, just as your creator is compassionate. Do not judge. Do not condemn. 
forgive. These from the book of Luke. In a world that constantly asks us to make up our minds about other people, a non-judgmental presence seems nearly impossible. But it is one of the most beautiful fruits of a deep spiritual life, and it will be easily recognized by those who long for reconciliation. Mm. One of the greatest signs of spiritual maturity is being able to come to a place of simply being open and present and revealing that presence. If you're in a family where your family is struggling with your identity, perhaps you've already learned that debate isn't going to get you anywhere, that heated emails aren't going to make a difference. <laughs> what I've learned is that debate doesn't bring change. Instead, loving conversation and relationship and simply being who we are begins to open the windows into new understandings and reconciliation. I think that this was one of the things that Dr. Cindy Love taught us through the Would Jesus Discriminate campaign. She's an MCC pastor and she was in a televised interview debate and the person who she was speaking with said, if Jesus Christ was able to come to you today physically and in person and ask you to change from being a lesbian, would you be willing to do it? And her response was so beautiful. She said, Jesus Christ has already come to me and he lives in my heart and he knows who I am and he has not asked me to change who God has created me to be. Her answer was one of love and also a window into who she is. As we live the call of Christ, the love of Christ is embodied in our lives and is revealed through us, and we become that window. And that's part of the beautiful movement that happens in this scripture. You will see that the people have moved from a place where they weren't even welcome outside the church in the outer temple to a place where they actually become the temple. You are built together into a dwelling place for God. We are where God dwells and God is revealed in us. For a moment, try to fathom the beauty and the impact of that. You who at one time were excluded from the church are now the church, the place where God dwells. There is no barrier. There is no exclusion. The walls are down and the windows are opened. So rise up as the people of God. Rise up as who you really are and live that faith in every action, every thought, and every conversation. Open, free, Alive, rising up into the fullness. Our call resurrection is to be windows into God. A household of God for all people. So where are we when it comes to openness and being a window? One way to look at that is to see how well we fit into the community of respect pledge, which you'll see on page 9. Take a look at that later today. If you've not signed that pledge, consider doing so. But in our worship service today, we'd like to share together this idea of being a household of God.
a household of God for all people where the walls are down and the windows are open. Let us share together in a litany of a household of God for all.